Welcome to Frig Friday, featuring Sigrid Unset's Kristen Lovren's Daughter, read by Michelle Hammond, sponsored by Gal's Guide. Friday. This is a very special edition. This is where we're actually got a group of wonderful gal pals to talk about the book and also talk to our fantastic narrator herself, Michelle Hammond, everybody. Yay! Michelle has taken on Norway <laughs> with its beautiful language and 14th century um, ideals and landscapes and characters of Singrid Unset's, I probably said it wrong, uh, <laughs> glorious book, Christian Lovin's Daughter, also probably said it wrong, uh, <laughs> and all of its gloriousness. So first we're going to talk to Michelle. We're going to kind of learn a little bit of behind the scenes of how in the world you kind of put together an audiobook and uh, what are the things that you don't really kind of hear and see you know the the editing portion if you will right um, because I know <laughs> I know that it had to be hard but what was your methodology Michelle my lovely Michelle for learning the pronunciations I can't even say pronunciations of all of those Norwegian names like what how <laughs> Well, at first, I just kind of went with my own intuition, which was yes. a bad, bad plan. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I got so many of the names wrong to begin with. The whole first part of the book, I was saying Jurengard wrong, okay. um, <laughs> which is very embarrassing. So I need to start this whole thing off with an apology to Norway. <laughs> what is your written statement of apology to Norway? <laughs> we are prepared. <laughs> Please forgive me, Norwegian brothers and sisters, for mispronouncing all your beautiful names, all your place names and people names. I'm so sorry. I didn't know how to say it. I should have looked it up first. That's very embarrassing. <laughs> we uh, have not had a single comment <laughs> saying that any of the pronunciations are wrong. In fact, we've had people from Norway who have been commenting on how much they love this reading. Aww. So I think, uh, you know, like on behalf of Norway, I can't do that. <laughs> so kind it's so kind of people because I know I was doing it wrong and I know uh, that even after I looked up the pronunciation I was still probably pronouncing <laughs> things wrong I know I know I probably still was how did you I, I did a little up. bit better gotcha. okay so I went to YouTube <laughs> okay yeah no that's that's it's 2021 that's what we yeah. do <laughs> yeah right and there were a lot a lot of people on there who had like really, really good um, pronunciation videos for oh. um, not just the alphabet, which is where I started mm -hmm. um, for how to like pronounce that O with the slash through it right. and stuff like that. Um, but also just names in general. There were a lot of names on there that were in the book um, that mm -hmm. were in videos too. So that helped a lot. 
a Fantastic. lot. Look at that YouTube to the rescue. <laughs> right? Some things I knew. Sorry, sorry, my cat. Please, oh, this, no, it's, <laughs> this is the world we live in. I know. Cats on the internet. It's a, it's a big thing. So it's a thing. I think they invented it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just to get their message out there of we're cute and we run this yeah. world. Uh, what was it like recording your reading of Christian Lavin's daughter? So um, I enjoyed the reading part very much, though I learned more about uh, reducing phlegm in one's voice than I ever thought I would. Okay, fair, fair. These <laughs> are things we do don't know about ourselves, eat, right? Right? I did, I did not know anything about that. Okay, <laughs> enough, Cammy. Um, and also, I never, ever thought I would learn anything about audio editing, but oh. I learned an awful lot. Um, my son taught me a little bit about FL Studio, which is mm -hmm. what I learned to edit in. I would weirdly record in um, Audacity, and mm -hmm. then I would edit in FL Studio, which is probably silly, but I liked the editing tools. In if FL it works, Studio. it works. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a five-step editing process. Of course you did. <laughs> where I would cut out the big chunks first, mm -hmm. and then I would successively edit out more and more like little pieces. And finally, at the end, I would have this nice finessed little, you know, chapter. <laughs> yes, so, exactly. <laughs> not always though. <laughs> Sometimes I would end up with the, what I thought was perfect and come to find out I would be doing my final listen through. At the end mm -hmm. of it, I would always listen to it through one final time while I was reading the chapter in the book. Gotcha. And I would discover that I had missed a word or I had read a word wrong. And I would be faced with the prospect of either rereading. It would have to be a whole page because you can't yeah. just put in a word. It sounds completely different. Yeah. You know, like, you know, hi, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's always different. Exactly. Always. Thank you. And I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen many much movie that have not had that attention to detail. <laughs> I'd have to reread the whole page or I would have to let it go. And I could never let it go. Or I'd have to take... I'd have to Frankenstein it and take a, that word from somewhere else in the text and right. slide it in there yes. really stealthy. And it would always end up sounding <laughs> terrible. You can tell. So it's not perfect <laughs> by any means. There are many, many times when I would kind of try to sneak it in. Right. I can always tell where I sneaked it in. So oh, you're fine. Honey, none of us are perfect anyway. <laughs> Sometimes I would re-record the whole page if I, you know, didn't have a, if I couldn't find it anywhere else. Or right. Whatever. Or it was just so really bothering you. It was You're really like, no. bad. <laughs> so I did a lot of re-recording too. For the last pass. Oh man. It's, so it's I flawless. Say, it's wonderful. You it's so kind of you. <laughs> but I have to say, so like I had never ever done this before. And so I have new respect for all readers of audiobooks yes. 
Amber Jones. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all, all respect. Amber all respect. did our first audiobook of Frankenstein, which I think yes. is so ironic because you're talking about Frankenstein and pieces. So nice yes. little shout out there. So right. and you were our second. Yes. And I'm like, oh, ladies, it's hard, but you're fabulous. <laughs> well, thank you. I had Not a lot a of problem. fun doing it. Yeah. I, you had a computer meltdown and you had me edit one chapter, only yes. one of the many much chapters. Yeah. And I heard how hard you were on yourself. <laughs> so I, I, in true, you know, listeners, I sent her a message saying, do not be this hard on yourself. You are doing fantastic. There's always another take. Cause I could just hear the shame spiral that was happening. And I'm like, don't, <laughs> yes. you're doing great. So yes. I got at least got a chance kind of halfway through to cheerlead you a little bit. Yeah. Thank you. Be like, oh, hon, it's fine. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but do you have any favorite chapters or favorite passages? I do. Yay. I do. Yes. So, um, let me see. I wrote it down here. Um, so I really like um, part two, chapter three, because that's kind of the beginning of the slow motion train wreck. <laughs> Good way to put it. Yes. <laughs> and um, I also really like part three, chapter four, because that is uh, this beautiful chapter of resolution and rebirth. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we can talk about both of those in greater detail later because yes. both of those figure a lot into what we're going to talk about. and the narrative. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Yes. My last question I have for you before we'll open it up and start talking about the book in detail is, yeah. did you um, intentionally develop voices for each of the characters? I absolutely did. Um, though there were times when I was afraid I went a little too far over the edge with some of them. Nah. So like brother Edvin, you know, when I was trying to be an old man. What's <laughs> <laughs> he going to do it? <laughs> I, I really hope that I wasn't too annoying. Um, and I was also really afraid. I was so paranoid that I would like forget a chapter's or a uh, character's voice oh. from one chapter to another. Right. And then I was afraid that somebody would go, well, that's not his voice. <laughs> <laughs> we hang out with too many nerds, don't we? I mean, us being them as well, but. <laughs> so it was really, cause I started this in November and, you know, ended just last week. So, right. you know, in April. So. And it's that's <laughs> trying to remember a voice that doesn't show up in every single chapter either. Right. Cause these characters like go away and come back. So yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So I was really, really afraid that I was going to forget somebody and then have the wrong voice or whatever. Oh goodness. So oh, I hope they goodness. weren't annoying. I hope you could tell them apart and I hope that they were consistent. <laughs> See, exactly. Oh, I mean, and that is a good spot. We'll open it up to uh, our glorious uh, discussion round table. <laughs> so, uh, so with me, I will go uh, one by one and you can tell Michelle. <laughs> The, no, her characters were lovely and she did not screw it up. Uh, so we will start with Mona. Mona, you want to introduce yourself and give a, a little kiss up to Michelle? <laughs> yes, I am Mona. I am head volunteer at Gal's Guide Library. I've enjoyed listening to you read very much. Like I said, I don't think I could have made it through reading this book without your beautiful uh, <laughs> oh, <thank> interpretation you. <laughs> of the words, honestly. Um, 
and I appreciated your different voices. And I've noticed, and I don't know if you did this intentionally or not, but I noticed that you actually let Kristen age in yes. your voice. Oh, yes. Yes. good I, pickup. Yep. So I did you, do that. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. Uh -huh. Good. Yay. I thought that was really, really nice. So um, look at that. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah. Next up is Miss Bonnie. I will sometimes call her Bon Bon. <laughs> <laughs> but Bonnie, tell the good people about you and then also throw a little, throw a little love to Michelle. <laughs> uh, I'm Bonnie Slowworth. I'm the library manager at Gauss Guide and I also create um artwork on women throughout history and not she didn't i would not have i assume that that is how everything is pronounced <laughs> I so i'm like i don't know like i was i took notes of all the all the freaking names like three pages of all the names and one of them was like an ae and i'm like uh, I, I don't know how yeah. you pronounce that like i don't know <laughs> It's like I think that's the first time I've actually seen that used. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, everyone's freaking named Bard and Singrid, like <laughs> Bard of Faceness. <laughs> yep. Brunhild. <laughs> Brunhild. Yeah. Brunhild. Yes. There we go. <laughs> oh, yep. fun. Uh, and then next up we have Carla. Now I have a feeling I don't have to entice her to say some lovely things about Michelle, but Carla, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself and of course, throw some love to Michelle. <laughs> thank, you <clears throat> thank you very much. First of all, I want to thank you and the rest of you for putting together Gal's Guide. I did not know about Gal's Guide until Michelle told me about it, but what a great thing you are doing for our community. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Indeed, a, a great blessing for us here. So thank you for all the work, obviously, a great deal of loving work you've put into this. Mm -hmm. And we thank you very much. Oh, thank you. And I'll just say that um, as Michelle was growing up, our family, whenever we would take long vacations, we would read to each other. The family always liked it when it was Michelle's turn to read. <laughs> and we listened intently and she did it so beautifully then. And now too, I, have, I really look forward to every Friday night and every new chapter that she gave us. So thank you, Michelle. <laughs> Thanks mom. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Yes, fantastic. All right. Let's dig into discussion questions, shall we? Dun, dun, dun. The first one that I have for you. Okay, so the the book is set in a time of transition in Norway. So Christianity is well spread, but there's still older forms of pagan forms of worship that are kind of lingering uh, within the countryside. So how does Unset's description of Christian's encounter with the elf maiden um, and Lovren's reaction to it. How does that, for you, did it showcase the, the collision between the old and new? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of that in this book. Mm -hmm. um, and it goes on actually through the other two books in the series also. I thought it might, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this was 
very prevalent in medieval times that it was very much a collision between the new belief coming in of Christianity, of Catholicism, but people were very hard pressed to let go of their old beliefs. And so kind of superstition was almost intermeshed with their Christian beliefs. And so they would in they would embrace their christian beliefs but there was always a little bit of paganism interwoven with that too mm-hmm. sigrid unset was um catholic mm-hmm. and she got a lot of comfort from her beliefs and so she um she wrote that into her books and I think that is why Kristen in these books and especially at the end of these books got a lot of comfort from that herself too Mm -hmm. um it was like a soft place to fall but then also it was familiar yeah In, in the beginning of the book um when it's almost like um I don't know, that whole incident with the elf maiden, you kind of wonder if she's setting up this picture of Christianity as not a real thing. It's almost, it kind of has the flavor of a fantasy a little bit, Yeah. but, um, but much later and throughout the book, really, you get the idea that Christianity is strengthening and you, and you get that much later through the series as well that the old world is fading away and the new world is beginning to take hold i almost wondered if it was even for me i thought it was it felt like as we were growing up with uh kristen Mm -hmm. we were kind of seeing how christianity was kind of getting more of a stronghold as well Mm -hmm. and for me it almost felt like her childhood innocence was almost like the pagan side of it and she yeah. was slowly losing that innocence into more responsibility and morality mm-hmm. and things like that. I almost oh, yeah. wondered if it was uh, the story was kind of set in that time to have that dichotomy of old and new transitioning mm-hmm. within the character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very that much so. my thought. It's a good thought. I know. What did you ladies think? Well, I had one question. Mm-hmm. Um, Kristen had been drinking some ale, as all the others had as well. Mm-hmm. Did that influence her perception of whatever it was that she saw? Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying, too. Yeah, it could yeah. have. I wondered if it was uh, kind of a mirage a little bit there mm-hmm. in the beginning, if if she saw what she thought she saw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't even sure of what she saw. I liked how the author tied it in also to the the very end of this book uh, where she's looking at her reflection mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. her wedding or, or not during the wedding, but right before her wedding when yeah. she has the crown on her head too, as though, is this also an illusion? Am I just imagining this as well? Right. I liked that. That's true. And that does bookend it very mm-hmm. interestingly mm-hmm. too with um i just assumed that it was it was like actually the the fairy lady or whatever i, did. Like, I, did gotcha. I was like yeah sure you know imagine <laughs> uh, i'm not gonna question 14th century norway sure. <laughs> no i was more concerned of like they just like got like passed out drunk in the middle of the day <laughs> 
living the life right <laughs> all ages just lying around yeah. well, like I, I know they didn't really have like clean drinking water so drinking ale but like yeah. it's it's the middle of the day and they are all passed out drunk <laughs> yep it's a fair point sign of the times <laughs> yeah no, I like the the whole you have um, all the Christianity stuff, but then you've got with Frostfield, like the kind of mm-hmm. like the the old timey medicine of herbs and stuff. That it's not really like there's stuff with her where they think that she's a witch, but not so much like her herbal remedies is that she's being a witch. It's just mm-hmm. more of the stuff with like her husband's mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So like like no one thinks it's like weird or. Or whatever that Kristen's hanging out with her and learning those things they're not like oh that's that's you know anti-christian you can't do that mm-hmm. it's a right. question of need at times yeah. yeah yeah and that does actually tie into our next question which was do you think there's a significance in Frau Ashield's attempt to cure um oh my gosh how do you say the low cross name Oldfield <laughs> thank you Oldfield I want to put more letters in it um because there's the prayers of the parish priest failed mm-hmm. to work and then so then um Ringfred is looking wrong oh my god Ronfred <laughs> Ronfred um is really missing that you know uh-huh. that old school healing which I would call right. rock and roll but <laughs> yep yeah so it throughout this book, there's kind of an exploration of things that uh, men and women have control over, the things that they Mm -hmm. can influence directly and indirectly. And so in this case, um, the cunning woman has the answers that the priest doesn't. Right. um, Which I thought was interesting. Um, Another thing- Interesting in the sense of interesting. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, so Sigurd Unset, she also did, even though we're talking about like the 1920s, she Mm -hmm. wrote feminist literature. Yeah. And so uh, this was one of those moments where I thought this was her making a feminist statement. (laughs) Right. In the 14th century. (laughs) In the 14th century. Yeah, that was my opinion of that one. <laughs> exactly. Well, here, I'll, I'll go on to question three because I kind of feel like we kind of covered it with two and three together. But uh, this actually is a question from Carla that Carla posted uh, on it. Uh, and I was wondering if you all had the same question was wondering if Christian's sister was ever going to walk again. Did you all kind of have that question lingering in your mind? Yeah, I, I was very much trying to figure out if that was going to be a thing with her, like, secret plan of maybe if she goes to the convent, her sister will get better. Mm. I was wondering if that if that was going to happen or not. No, I thought her sister would end up going to the convent and living. Ah, gotcha. Carla, did you hold out hope that she would walk again? Actually, no, I didn't. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I, thought, I thought she was going to be paralyzed. Gotcha. So it was that curiousness of how is this going to end up, but you were like, ah, it's probably not going to be good. <laughs> one thing I'd like to say is just as the, um, the, the healer mm-hmm. offered some things that the priest did not. Yeah. I talked just this last week, I talked to a woman whose husband had a stroke and she gave up on modern medicine. Mm-hmm. And she told me at great length about the holistic kinds of things she's doing. Yes. Heal him. And and that just rang a bell with what I had just been reading or hearing hearing Michelle read mm-hmm. about Kristen and her family. 
and and we're maybe not so different now yeah yeah i think we still kind of cling to to whatever works you know yeah. what i mean and mm -hmm. and kind of keep an open mind to all of it yeah. so definitely mm -hmm. the holistic yeah. stuff has been around longer <laughs> yeah. sweet yeah. yes yeah i i had no idea i was I was, I'm an optimist, so I was really kind of <laughs> hoping that there'd be some big dramatic scene where she walk again, but then she started getting sicker, and I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was a pessimist about the whole thing. The first time I read this book, I thought, oh, she's just going to die. Right, right. <laughs> so I didn't have any hope at all for that. I was surprised she lived as long as she did, honestly. <laughs> I was like, this is a book about medieval era. She's not going to make it. How old was gonna... she when she died? I don't even know. Oh, goodness. She was, ooh, I don't remember. Did like, she make it to teens? Tweens. I think okay. she was teen. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. she was still, still yeah. the quite little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was pretty young. Oh, man. Um, let's see. Our next one is, does Kristen agree too quickly of her father's selection of Simone, right? Simon. Simon. Because I've been, <laughs> I was reading ahead and I started doing Simon and then I started listening again and I'm like, Simon, crap, was that Simon the whole time? <laughs> so that was me. I was, yeah, I was doing like, because if it was a slow day in the library, I just grabbed the book and I was just going to start reading ahead. Um, <laughs> Didn't you really have a choice? Right. right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Of her future husband. Why, why do you think she may have appeared too quickly or? But yeah, that's a good point. Mona. Yeah. Did she even have a choice? I don't think she had much of a choice. I mean, men made all the decisions back then pretty right. much anyway. <laughs> and, and I think at that point in her life, she trusted her father too. She was still yeah. pretty young and innocent. And she thought that her father had her best interests at heart. Um, but also at that point, Arno was gone. Yeah. So it wasn't really going to be an option. It wasn't like, yeah. but there's this other dude. Right. She didn't really have another option at that point. Mm -hmm. And he would never yeah. was anyway, because he was not of her uh, right. class. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She liked yeah. falling for the boys who were not necessarily in her, uh, yeah. in her class. Right. <laughs> yeah. But then again, don't we all? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Too fine. Um, yeah. which one of Kristen's suitors uh appealed to y'all? Arna. <laughs> and why? <laughs> yeah, for sure, Arna. <laughs> yeah. Seemed to be the better one on paper. <laughs> no, so let's talk about the myth of the bad boy. Right. Yes. Oh, I like it. Bring it. Yeah. So it's a myth, right? But with the first time I ever read this book, I was, I was sort of hung up a little bit on, on Erlon because I was like, mm -hmm. oh, it's so romantic. It's forbidden. Right. Um, you know, he, yeah, he's a little irresponsible it's unconventional but oh my goodness what a whirlwind this time <laughs> uh, now that couple, you've uh, done couple, this, yeah mm -hmm. now that i have kids now it's a couple of decades later and i read this book and i'm like what a dick <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. yes a jerk <laughs> Like maybe, the book needs a, like, like maybe the book needs a trigger warning, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. 
yeah, I was not on team Erlon this time <laughs> at all. Same. Like, at all. Yeah, we, is it there's an age a, thing? I don't know. It is, but, because there's this fantastic Maya Angelou saying, which is when you know better, you do better. Yeah. And I dated guys like Helen, right. so I knew better. Yeah, so I was, uh, for sure, I saw this differently when I was younger. Yes. And it's uh, the bad boy thing. It's It's insanity. It's a crazy thing. <laughs> And, and I know, I know other women who are like, oh, I just love a bad boy. Mm-hmm. Until. It's, until, <laughs> until. Mm-hmm. It's, oh. Get hurt every time in every one time. way or another, you every are going to get hurt in it. Yeah. <laughs> it may seem romantic. It may seem exciting, but it is bad news start to finish. Right. If and it I, starts with drama, it will continue to be drama. Yeah. And I think that that Kristen sort of finds that out the hard way. Yeah. But now at, at the same time, I I don't think that I could say that Simon is the yeah. greatest it wasn't really guy on my favorite earth. either. Like she had no, no good choices. Let's be honest. Right. She had yeah. no good choices. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I like exactly. Simon. Like I like at first I'm like, okay, this is this little pudgy, spoiled dude. Mm-hmm. But like in the end, I mean. I'm sure a bit of it is he's looking out for Kristen's honor because it ties back to him as yes. well. Yeah. But he seemed like very much for like looking out for and seemed like a decent dude. Yeah. yeah. He's not entirely a decent dude though. I mean, he tried to get in bed with her. He's trying to touch her boobs and stuff. Right. Like he wasn't a great, great guy. He wasn't as horrible as Erland. Right. I mean, the bar. But, yeah. <laughs> True. Right. It, it's, it's a low bar. <laughs> okay. And why can't I remember the fight now? Oh, man. So who got it? Who was the fight again? With oh, Ernie and. Um, yes. And was oh, that? Oh, and Bentine. Bentine. Thank oh, you. Right. Yes. Ben, I'm like going, Bentine. wait a minute. There was another one and they yeah, yeah, yeah. died so, within this. So I was like, what right. was that again? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Arna, yeah. Arna and Bentine fought and Arna died. Yeah. Right. Exactly. In a kind of duel of the fates kind of scenario. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. A bar fight. <laughs> yes. There we go. Yeah. Because Bentine was being a jerk and implying that right. Kristen was, you know, sleeping around, sleeping around and Arna wouldn't hear it. Because it yeah. seems like that's the best way to destroy a woman is just start a rumor that she's sleeping around. Right. And it's right. Like, oh, cool. Because yeah. you can't defend your honor necessarily in that. Yeah. It's like, no, I wasn't sleeping with him. I was too busy yeah. sleeping with this other dude. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that made me angry every time I read this book was the idea that everything that can be blamed on a woman gets blamed on a woman. Right. Being a witch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sleeping around. <laughs> yeah. Lying falsehoods. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's all her fault. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in the valley thinks that she's, you know, just a little hussy or whatever. Right. You know, just and- because Bentine talks too much. <laughs> Do you think like really, <laughs> do you think it was Bentine kind of who started that? Or I will give you my, my theory is that Lawrence was the kind of the king of the village. Mm-hmm. Is it just trying to take important people off pedestals? 
Oh yeah, for you sure. See what I'm saying? So like, yeah. she's an easy target. She can't really defend herself. Yeah. And well, so if you can't destroy him, you destroy his daughter. Mm-hmm. Isn't Bintine the one that tried to take advantage of her on the road? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Cause you know, they're, they're all real great. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so many good options right. Right. <laughs> in her little village. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. this is very true so when um, she turned him down that was when he started rumors and yeah yeah, yeah they said that up. he after that attack went like to the bar and was just telling everybody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. ironically i've been there <laughs> some people how he got you know a giant bruise on his face from the rock mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i uh, I was listening to that on the way into work the other day and like the book had been like pretty like calm until then and I'm like I'm like what I'm like yelling she pokes him in the eye I'm like, do y'all think that Arnland took advantage of Christian's innocence you know what I'm talking about yes or do you think it was she- okay all right Bonnie go for it <laughs> He's like what, twenty eight or something when they met? Yeah, she's yeah. like sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, no, it is creeps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like he knows that he meets her, she's wearing nun clothes. So at the very least, you know she's like has to assume she's in training to be a nun. Mm-hmm. And then like later, he finds out she's betrothed. So that's mm-hmm. double no. Like, dude, mm-hmm. go away. And he has a mistress and two kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, he claims he doesn't want to be with her. No, that he makes it matter. Okay. He has a mistress and two kids. Yeah. A mistress who's married to somebody else. He's not a good guy. <laughs> I'm still, I'm not convinced that that, that final, I mean, she said she was pregnant again. I'm not sure if I believe it's the other dude. If he was mm. staying at the house and he kept talking about how he can't be there, so he can't be tempted. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure that that, that wasn't his mm-hmm. kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a mm-hmm. whole other book <laughs> <laughs> two and three <laughs> uh-huh. right we will never know <laughs> so i feel like um Kristen sees simon as the choices that are made for her right and erlon even though it becomes a complete train wreck later on that's her choice like that's her choice that's the choice she's making for herself i get that even though it's absolute chaos later and she even has second thoughts about it later yeah i well which of us made wise decisions when we're 16 (laughs) all right (laughs) yeah yeah but i think that's why she sticks with him yeah i can see the end is because she's like, I don't care. This is the choice that I made for myself. Nobody else made this choice for me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm seeing it through to the end. And she fought for I it. I don't think so. I think she stuck with him because she got pregnant. Well, that wasn't until the very yeah. end. Like, yeah. Because right yeah. there was the two years of waiting. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. The, long, the long waiting of, basically, I, I thought of it as she's just sitting there holding her breath. No, dad, I won't. <gasps> You know what I mean? It was just kind of like sitting there holding her breath until he said it was okay to marry him. And I was like, whatever, you're like 18. That's probably what I would have done too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that she maybe believes that they're her choices, but the end of, mm-hmm. Erlon's making all the choices. He's deciding mm-hmm. 
where they meet, what they do when they meet. She's just along for the ride. Like none of this is like her idea. But But he is smooth talking though. My goodness, he says some of the right things. (laughs) Yeah, he does. Right time. He does. (laughs) And her father sees this too and wonders once they get married, is Kristen ever going to be able to stand up for him? Right. He even says that. So at the very Mm -hmm. end of part three, um, he says, okay, so I have it here. Yes, bring it. We got to talk about this last chapter. Yes. (laughs) Okay, I got it marked. So he says, um, I'm reading from the old the oh, old, the old, old version. Yes. Yeah, the old timey version. So <laughs> this isn't going to sound like the version I read, just to warn you. So, because Laverne's makes this kind of dire prediction for her. He says, yeah. he has her wholly in his power. He that has never been man enough to rule himself mm-hmm. twill go hard with her before he finds, no, before she finds courage to set herself against aught her husband wills and she and should she one day be forced to it twill be bitter grief to her my own gentle child mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so here's my question do you yes. think that that is an accurate representation of what's going to happen do you think that Kristen does lack the will to stand up to Erland? Or considering that at the end of this book, Kristen pretty much got what she wanted. Right. She does have the will to stand up to Erland. Oh, Sorry. I hear that. There was an exclamation point of a kitty going, yes! Yeah. That's, yeah, that's essay. Um, I'm curious to know what you think. I think so. I think she, I think it's both actually. So I think she got what she wanted. And I think as she grows into her confidence and let's just say her maturity and womanhood, because she's still Mm -hmm. quite young, I think she will find it. I am hopeful that she finds it because there's a book two and a book three. I feel like there's more reason to feel like she found it. It's like, if it ended here, it'd be like, what the hell? But because it continues throughout her life and throughout her growth and things like that, Uh um, I, I feel like, um, she's going to go through a whole bunch of crap. (laughs) And what is it about women? You never know how strong they are. They're like tea bags. You don't know how strong they are until they get in hot water. I feel (laughs) like the more hot water situations, the more she's going to know better and do better. Yeah. Yeah. So she's got it in her, just not right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's my thought. What do you ladies think? I think a pretty like when, the going got tough. She kept a pretty cool head about everything. Like when she realized those two boys that were leading her back after the panther attack. Yes. That, mm-hmm. that something was wrong there. She was able to like try and take control of the situation mm-hmm. and diffuse it like in the best way that she could as a lady. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, thank you. Like, just go away. <laughs> she is her right. father's daughter. You know what yeah. I mean? She she does have that, that, um, I'm just gonna go with Genesequa. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just like smack him in the face with her coin purse. Like here, yeah. Purse, boom. Yeah. Right. She's got yeah. a can of mace in her purse. Wait, wrong. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Modern day attitude. Her father, all those, all that time, you know, she right? Up to him, very mm-hmm. powerful man. Yeah. But so, when yeah. Laura was setting up her betrothal, it, there was something 
that came up with about how he he didn't like raise her to run a property like he wanted her to just sit back and do nothing all of her days mm-hmm. like that's like who he was choosing for the betrothal and that seems weird to me run everything for her yeah yeah he didn't have to do anything when he said that, I thought that was pretty strange because yeah. earlier in the book, she talks about how she was familiar with some of the things that her father had done. And so she realized that Erlon didn't even know what he was talking about when he was telling her about all his lands. Right. And so I thought, well, I, does Lovrens know that she knows more than he thinks she knows? Right. And probably <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah. How many fathers have sold short their daughter's abilities? <laughs> only to be surprised by them (laughs) yeah yep exactly okay now let's talk about the weirdness that is that last chapter because (laughs) and i will just i will give you my it's the the gorgeous wedding by the way huge spoilers at this point people (laughs) oh of course yes uh for my what the hell last chapter scenario yeah <laughs> and then we'll just i just want to see what y'all thought yeah, yeah they yeah. had they had alluded to the fact that they were not each other's first choice right. before mm-hmm. but that whole okay first I, I have a lot of problems with this mm-hmm. for one thing it's like omniscient right in the voice of god mm-hmm. but then it had with a focus on Kristen with a focus mm-hmm. on Kristen but it head hops mm-hmm. and but then that last chapter it goes to them and it is all about them not being each other's first choice and right. and it, mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. totally messed up it does seem really weird it feels like the book is about Kristen and about her growing up and about her getting her choice and fighting for mm-hmm. what she wants in the world and then the the exclamation point at the end is the father going yeah but she's dumb <laughs> the echo- like why does he get the last word of this to be like she she doesn't deserve this she's not ready for this she's not just she's totally screwed and i'm like what the <laughs> But the what last, is the book called again? But, <laughs> right? But the last word is them arguing about, but you weren't my first choice, but you weren't my first choice. Right. Yes. We love each other anyway. And uh-huh. yeah. What? And I'm like, okay, so she should have yeah. married somebody who wasn't her first choice. Cause <laughs> so yeah. I was just, it was just that last section <laughs> mm-hmm. that made me go, but what now? <laughs> because I was reading a different book than Lawrence was. <laughs> And, and and yeah and maybe it's worse in this edition gotcha. i don't know exactly did anybody else have any thoughts on that final that final chapter or was that just kind of me and mona going what now? oh no it's so strange it really is strange well, uh, one of the, this is maybe kind of a side note to that, but I, I did think that that was funny because when Lavrins and Ronfred got married, Lavrins was like 17, right? Right. And isn't that a, a man's sexual peak? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 17, 19, right, yeah. 17. Right. And he was, he was like, I just wasn't able to give you what you were wanting. And I was like, what are you talking about? I know, about? right? Like what flowers? <laughs> <laughs> i did think confidence that was funny <laughs> it could have been maybe confidence. he just wasn't he wasn't emotionally ready yet i yeah, guess i think just that's what he's referring ready. to I yeah think, and that's yeah. fair <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> but she was older and she wanted yeah. stability and commitment. Yeah. But yeah. he and wasn't he her couldn't go there. He wasn't. Yeah. Her, yeah. So yeah, it was weird. So it, it almost seems like they're saying, well, you weren't my first choice. I wasn't your first choice. We have a good marriage anyway. And that's why Simon was the right choice. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. But right. that's not what happened. And yet Correct. through this whole thing, Ronfred is the one who, like, she's the first one who sows the seed for Erland in his head. The oh, very yeah, first yeah, yeah. one. She says, um, Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't remember, remember the chapter, but she yeah. says, um, many a man greets his son-in-law and does not know it. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. The first yeah. time that she said, and he, of course he flips out and yeah. he's like, what, <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> and then she's like, oh no, no, no. I, I don't have any proof. I don't, I don't know anything, you know, but <laughs> oh, I'm just a frail woman. Don't listen to me. <laughs> but she's saying that because she knows. Oh yeah. She's speaking from experience. It's almost like Ronfred. What team are you on? Right. I mean, the happiness of her daughter, but then also the happiness of her husband. And it's like, everybody's happiness. They'll all win. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> but it does seem like at the end, he sort of, sort of, sort of maybe might come to terms with it. It's right. that full quote about yeah. like, you have to grind the earth to make the food. Yes. It's a nice little quote. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of like, you know, let's just wait and see how it all pans out was kind of how I took yeah. that. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> but you did have your say about it. <laughs> right. But yeah, no, let's wait and see how it turns out. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, in a, I told you so before <laughs> right. there's absolute evidence of it. Yeah. Well, so if she had married Simone, it would have been an arranged marriage. Yeah. And she railed against that. And mm -hmm. when you think of the vast number of women in the world who are probably married off into arranged marriages, yeah. Kristen in the 1300s mm -hmm. showed some pretty good spunk. Oh, yeah. 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 To, mm -hmm. yeah. to um, choose a different path, regardless of what it took. And I'll bet she was probably the only one in that community at that time. True. That mm -hmm. made that choice. I bet almost everybody else just existed. Right, in yeah. That they had not themselves chosen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very true. Mm -hmm. And you do wonder if it's because of uh, whose daughter she was, you know, she was a daughter of kind of a leader within the community. So, right. Um, I don't want to say that sense of entitlement because that's really not what it is, but just she had a powerful role model to, um, to kind of try to emulate herself of, even though, you know, she was a girl and there was yeah. much, many, much more rules for girls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're, we're getting yeah. close on time because, you know, we don't want this to be longer than one of the longer chapters <laughs> of Frank Friday. So I am going to ask, did anybody have any favorite quotes? I, I don't know the words exactly, but oh when um, they bring back Arnie's body, and uh, Arnie's mom is going ballistic and Kristen's mom had sent her with um, some linen and fresh bread and some oh, other stuff. Yeah. And his mom is like, you take your, I don't want your cloth. 
take it back to wrap your bastard baby in. I'm at work and I'm like, whoa! <laughs> You're like, I'm going to write this down in my insult book and make a meme out of this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love the descriptions of the mountains. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, they were mm-hmm. so nice. nature. I, I just could read those over and over and over again. Some of the, especially hearing Michelle's beautiful voice, it really Aww. did kind of, well, because <laughs> you had a very airiness and just a beautiful cadence to describing. Um, uh, it very much evoked the, the nature of the book too, because the book, Thank the you. book was trying to really like, we're going to take a little pause. We're going to look around the countryside. <laughs> Isn't it gorgeous? I'm going to use some beautiful words strung together that nobody but Michelle can say. That's <laughs> the writing. It's all the writing. Um, any other, uh, favorite quotes? I do have one. What is Michelle's? My favorite quote is, um, here towards the end of the book where it's page 275 so everybody in your books page 275 well it's mine is the old (laughs) old old book okay all right yes (laughs) the beginning of spring where it's kind of the resolution of the book where Lavrens finally has broken down. It's right um, after Kristen knows that she broke his will. <laughs> but he wakes her up in the middle of the night. Uh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Far on in the night, she was wakened in the dark by her father's touch on her shoulder. Get up, he said softly. Do you hear? She heard the singing of the wind round the house corners, the deep full note of the south wind heavy with wetness. Streams were pouring from the roof. There was the whisper of rain falling on soft, melting snow. Kristen flung her dress on her back and went after her father to the outer door. They stood together, looking out into the twilight of the May night. Warm wind and rain smote against them. The heavens were a welter of tangled, drifting rain clouds. The woods roared. The wind whistled between the houses. And from up, from far up in the fells, they heard the dull boom of snow masses falling. Kristen felt for her father's hand and held it. He had called her that he might show her this. So it had been between them before that he would have done this. And so it was now again. When I read that, oh, there's this long pause on the day yeah. because I like started crying. Oh, <laughs> It took me 15 minutes before I could start <laughs> reading again. Yeah. You're like, now there is a tearful interlude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was all phlegmy oh, again. Of course. <laughs> Ringing the phlegm back again. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I did also really like the uh, choice of the the music this time. Just like Ooh, yay. Michelle picked the music. Shout out to my son, Andrew. Andrew did all of that audio mixing and he came up with the intro, the outro, Mm -hmm. and then the special longer outro for the last episode. Yes. So shout out to Andrew. (laughs) Thank you, Andrew. (laughs) Gorgeous. I loved the music. music I loved the music. I'm going to have just a couple more questions for you. If you could sum this book up in one sentence, how would you sum it up? 
I know. I feel like it's a very hard thing to do. And I feel like the description on the back of the book or on Amazon, I feel yeah. like it doesn't do it justice. A 14th century story about a Norwegian girl. It's like, yeah, it is, but that's not really like, it, I don't know. I feel like, uh, so I thought I would, how would you sum it up to, uh, to somebody? Here's what I wrote. <laughs> I <laughs> yes. don't know if this does it, but I wrote a tale of love, desire, will, and tradition in medieval Norway during a time when fledgling Christianity and pagan superstition held equal sway over a populace living their days and nights at the whim of Mother Nature. <gasps> That's wonderful. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Who is brave enough to follow that one? <laughs> It doesn't really tell about the story, though. So I was like, oh, I don't know. That's it does get great. you excited about it. Yeah, exactly. Like the description of it being a train wreck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right? right. This is very true. You could just say it's a slow motion train wreck. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I know I would say um, how it starts is not how it ends. And I know uh, it starts slow. And then once it grabs you, you, it does not let go of you. Yeah. Um, Cause it took me a little bit to kind of get into it. I mean, thank goodness yeah. I had your beautiful voice to listen to. Cause that was easy. I'm like, this sounds great. I'm not getting into the story just yet. Like, I don't know if I like these people just yet, but I like Michelle. So I'm going to keep going. And then all of a sudden it was just like, okay, I'm in, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then, but yeah. it's, oh, I know it's a slow burn. Yeah. Yeah, I had a hard time because I started listening to it back in like November mm -hmm. when it came out and I was listening to a couple and then like in between the chapters, it felt like there was like weird jumps in time. And I'm like, did I yeah. miss, yeah. like, yeah. did I click on the wrong episode? So, and there was it just does jump, yeah. so many freaking names. I was like, <laughs> I got to take notes. So I have this like yeah. three pages of just names and like, yeah. like a couple sentences of what's happening in each little chapter. But then at one point where um, Erlon is like, oh, didn't my aunt tell you about whatever? So then he's bringing in a whole nother like set of people. And like the way that I had to listen to it like four times, cause I'm yeah. like, you mean your grandma? <laughs> like it's funny, like, like grandma's on his grandma's aunt. I'm like, is he the greatest? Yeah. <laughs> like I had to that's why I had the book out, out a family tree <laughs> as he was describing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even the, the first page is hard to get through yeah. because it starts out with this weird lineage talking about so and so, like Cap kidnapped this woman and took her right. here. And then it's the it's weird lineage stuff that you're like I don't even know if this is going to be important and right. then later they talk about it like yeah, in of book course too yeah <laughs> they talk about oh it's lineage. in book two or, or part two part two part okay two. all right there we go yes, part yes. Two. they talk about it yeah yeah like <laughs> and you're like, like oh yeah okay this information what? was important good to know <laughs> Yeah, now I gotta go back to the front. I was gonna say, meanwhile, like for readers who are once a week, like that was months ago. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember that. And it's all these names. Yeah, it's not just like people though. You got all the people have names, and then even like the animals, like Gold Swine and her dog. Right. And the yeah. towns have names, yeah. and then even like the houses and all the towns like yeah. everything yeah. Has a freaking name yeah. i was a little bit worried when she went basically to the convent to the nurse and i'm like oh here comes more names yeah <laughs> yes. 
think I wrote down, and I was like, oh, this nun has a mustache. This one is, I think we called her unusually fat. Everyone was fat. Or yeah. ugly, just straight up ugly. And I'm like, oh, right. wow, this seems to be ugly or you're pretty dynamic very, in this book. Very judgmental. Yes. Reading these, I was, yeah. Catherine was very ugly. <laughs> like, Tell it's me how so you really fact. feel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So we're not all supermodels <laughs> in the right. 14th century. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much. Oh my goodness. Uh, Carla <laughs> or Mona, how would you sum up this book? I, I, I don't know because I don't know if I will read the second and third one. Honestly, I enjoyed listening to Michelle and reading along, but it's, it's heavy on the religion <laughs> so, yes gotcha um, <laughs> i'm assuming yeah. the other books get even heavier still because she's more of an adult yeah and because singrid herself um uh yeah. became much more concerned or much more <laughs> concentrated in her uh catholic catholicism yeah. there's the word i'm looking for I, <laughs> I would have a hard time summing it up now especially after reading the end of the book the last part of the last chapter you're worried it would be the sum up would be Lovren's opinion <laughs> yeah I, if you had asked me before that I would have done a better job of it gotcha. Carla what about you how would you uh sum up this book young Norwegian girl goes against all odds to choose her own path oh, that's good, good. Oh, very that's good. nice the Good. choice. The choice is very important in this. Yeah. yeah. It is yeah. very much a stronghold. I love it. Yeah. Well, would uh would you all recommend this book to others? Absolutely. Recommend. Yes. Thumbs up. I give it a thumbs up. I'd say stay mm -hmm. with it. Yeah. <laughs> at least, yeah, yeah, at least the first one to see if you want to read mm -hmm. the other two. Definitely. Yeah. So having read all three, I enjoyed the second book the most Better. personally okay, gotcha. mm -hmm. it's quite exciting um both um Erland and simon are major players in the second book and oh. it takes place against a backdrop of the political intrigues that were actually happening at the time in scandinavia mm. um and in the second book Kristen kind of transitions to adulthood. She's in charge of a household. She's becoming a wife and a mother and all the challenges that that presents. She still bears a lot of guilt for all the wrongs that she's done others. Mm -hmm. um, and she believes that by building an honorable household, she can kind of atone for all her past sins. Ah. Um, so it's interesting. I think it's a very good book. It's very exciting. There's a lot happening. Is it kind um, of the Empire Strikes Back of the trilogy? It's kind of the Empire Strikes Back of the trilogy. It really is. <laughs> Can I ask a really quick question? Sure. Yeah. Those first children of airlines, mm -hmm. who ended up taking care of them? You find out in the second book. <gasps> uh, no oh, spoilers. <laughs> oh, since you oh should I give you a smile? <laughs> yeah, might as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so they actually come to live with Kristen and you learn much about them um Ooh. they are also major players in the second book oh, um, because they grow up they're not just children anymore yeah and yeah. um they're real people oh, that well, might yeah. actually make me want to read it now that, yeah if you had said that really they good. were sent away i might have not wanted to read it so. <laughs> right so since yeah. you've read them all what <laughs> i want to know is if uh, ben Turn comes back because he'd escaped to Sweden. Oh, yeah, yeah. Does Kristen get to stab him back? 
Um, so Bentine has an interesting end, actually, in the second book. Okay, so you maybe Ooh. maybe you should read it. <laughs> yeah, now, is what I think. I think she's saying just read Empire yeah. Strikes Back versus yeah. version of Christian Love and Stop. And I am, and actually, the third book is very good too. Um, it rounds out the whole trilogy because right. she kind of transitions again. And in the third book, she's an outsider. Um, ah. She and her family move. Is in the second book, she's on Erlon's estate. Right. But in the third book, she and her family move back to her ancestral estate. But her old neighbors and the peasantry of the valley, they're not as accepting of her as they once were because uh -huh. her parents are no longer part of the picture. Sorry, spoilers. Right, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they're. They would have been older, right? Yes, <laughs> right. exactly. I mean, it's time passes times. Yes, exactly. <laughs> People died young. <laughs> right. Was, yes. Was and there a satisfactory ending? Did you feel that the book ended appropriately? Yes, for the time and the series. <laughs> oh, gotcha. There you go. <laughs> um, That's a satisfying ending. For, it is. Yeah, within, it's yeah. an interesting ending, I will say. It is not the way you would expect a modern novel to end. I will give you that. Oh, okay. Well, neither did this. I know, right? right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it uh, it stays true to kind of the the book one path then. Yeah. In that sense of surprising. Oh, very nice. Okay. Yeah. I will totally uh, kind of wrap us up here. This is a complete okay. loaded question. <laughs> Do y'all want to know what book that the Gals Guide is going to have? next i already know. yes i know just <laughs> pretend like you don't know and say yes i want to know i want to know thank you okay so we rotate out our glorious uh readers narrators so that they can have a life again um and have a break and rest their pipes and figure out phlegm uh so that they can then come back and oatmeal so yes. that means that Amber is going to come back Yay. and she is going to read Little Women. Yay. So Little Women is a book that we all think we know <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps maybe have read when we're way younger, but uh, she's going to read us uh, Little Women. And because we always do a Friday, we had Franken Friday for uh for frankenstein we had uh -huh. frig friday tying in the norse component for yep. christian lovenstotter it's gonna be little friday <laughs> l-i-l <laughs> little friday so yeah so that's our next book again thank you michelle thank you so much for bringing on a norwegian journey the scandinavianness in me applauds the scandinavianness <laughs> in you and your family very well done lots of beautiful comments there are already comments going, will you please do book two and three? So there really? are already requests for that on oh. YouTube. Yes, there has. Oh. So that book two might... has so much more Latin though. It does. So I'm going to say, because Lil Friday is going to take a while, you sit on your decision of what your next okay. book will be. Um, and we'll see all the accolades that will come in and stuff like that in the meantime. Hey, so. if you're going to do that, I'll, I, I will definitely wait. 
There you go. So we shall see. Okay. Uh, and thank you to all of our listeners of all of these glorious uh, Frig Fridays. We thank you for tuning in. Our beautiful panel, Mona, Bonnie, and Carla, thank Yay, you thank for you. listening and reading to the whole book and your feedback and everything. Very much appreciated. So. Yeah. And I will say again, Leah, thank you very much for starting Gal's Guide. Oh, yes, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it is totally a, uh, a privilege and a pleasure. It is a joy to come to work every day and knowing that my work, you know, helps people. So I love it. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, that wraps it up for Freak Friday. Join us next time, which will be next Friday, but it becomes Lil Friday. Mm-hmm.